we all have our own path to walk. It may be obstructed, it may be winding, and no doubt it will have peaks and valleys, but it is ours alone. Like onlookers at a marathon, friends and family can offer encouragement along the way, but ultimately we decide the trajectory that we take. In this series, Juliet Doris Williams offers a clear view from her path that may inform your decisions as you move toward finding your faith. One part spirituality, one part real world practicality, and a serious splash of fun. Here's Juliet. Hello, welcome to Finding Faith. I'm the author of two books, one of which is Leaving Church Finding Faith, Six Steps for Discovering Your Purpose in the World After Leaving the Christian Church, and the primary focus of this podcast. You can find my works and me on my website at julietdoriswilliams.com. In this space, I talk sometimes about the book, but most times about what it means to be a practicing person of faith who is not connected to a church or the church, as it is commonly referenced. I aim for this space to be a safe space where we talk about being a Jesus follower while practicing being human. So a lot about life, a lot about faith, a lot about the interplay between the two that we navigate day by day. Thanks for joining me. Hello, Finding Faith friends. Today I am reflecting on how joy and sorrow can occupy the same space in my body. It's wedding week at my house. My baby girl, the child of my body, and the youngest of the blended family brood that my husband and I built 25 years ago. On her wedding day, it will be exactly 25 years and two months since her dad, that's how she ref refers to him, joined our lives. He will be the one walking her down the aisle in a few short days. I will join him at the end of that walk and stand with him for that very antiquated but traditional part of giving her away. We don't own her, but for reasons. This very traditional part of the ceremony has been kept. The whole journey of the happy couple has been an interesting blend of traditional and modern. And not being in the driver's seat, I can only be here for the ride. I have had a little input here and there. I've been satisfied to have just the one job, which is mother of the bride, and landing on my one job was a big agenda item during one planning session. This happens when the mother is also a minister and is able to serve as an officiant. Anyway, one job, mother of the bride, giving away, air quotes, her baby girl. I've been reflecting on her life and how she got from the womb to here. My relationship with her is the longest of her human life, so it makes sense that I'm just full of emotion as she takes this long walk. And it is a long walk, y'all. I am wearing comfortably low-heeled shoes. I am a proud mommy, and I have been that her whole life. She frequently awes me, even now. I am afraid 
that I am going to be that mom who blubbers through the whole ceremony. Mind you, I was not that mom that cried when she graduated high school or college or grad school even. In fact, I side-eyed those moms next to me who cried like their literal hearts were breaking. I now hereby officially, publicly apologize to those moms for silently judging you. I get it now. I'm a bit delayed. Unlike those other times, I am now shifting roles. While I will always be the parent, after this week, I, we, will no longer be her first family, as it were. So in a way, I am giving her away, handing off the baby into someone else's primary care. Who knew I would feel like this. I certainly didn't. The grown-up baby girl has lived independently for years. Still, pride, joy, sorrow intertwined. This also has nothing to do with her soon-to-be partner. He's a wonderful man. She done good choosing him. They done good choosing each other. The happy, happy mingles with sorrow for opportunities lost. I am surprisingly sad that her biological father, the one responsible for half of all she is, will not be a part of this important milestone. Our marriage crashed and burned to the ground under the weight of violence and abuse, while I, with Small girl in tow, got out, got safe, got help, help for us both to survive the trauma of events experienced, the trauma of events witnessed. Seemingly, he never did. I say seemingly because it is my conjecture that if he had gotten some help, gotten some healing from the wounds that plagued him, he would have circled back around to restore the broken relationship with the child of his body. He did not. There were opportunities to pick up that broken soul thread. He declined his choice, sadly. In declining that deliberate outreach, he burned off the edge of that dangling thread, leaving anger mingled with grief. Thinking about that makes me sad. Not for myself, of course, but for those lost opportunities that the biggest lost opportunity happening in just a few short days. His loss, though, is another's gain. The man that I married just over 25 years ago gets to joyfully walk the daughter of his heart down a very long aisle and proudly stand in the place of father of the bride something he has looked forward to for a very long time. His joy is contagious, and he reluctantly agreed to allow me to rise from my seat and stand beside him for those critical moments of giving the bride away, only in deference to my longer relationship with her. So a bit of a modern twist on the traditional moment of the ceremony. The intermingling of the joy and the sorrow extends out farther than my personal 
momentary experiences. The world is yet again transfixed by terror and horror as we once again lay witness to our gross inhumanity. For a timestamp, I am recording this in mid-October 2023, where all eyes are turned to the Middle East and in ping-pong fashion back to Ukraine, terror and war on two fronts, fire being returned for fire, lives lost, families forever changed, cities reduced to rubble. There are no answers that anyone can agree on. We can't even agree on the right questions. It is distressingly simple for me. How do we alleviate suffering? We, collectively, we humans, don't seem to be able to get to that simple question. How do we alleviate suffering? It does not matter who is right or who is wrong. From a human perspective, human to human, how do we alleviate suffering? I don't have the answer. I don't think we can even get close to the answer until we see each other as human. Only humans. Not an us human and a them human. Not a red human or a blue human. Not a left human or a right human. Just humans. Humans having a human experience. Our lived experiences intermingled with joy and sorrow. As I've gotten older, and and thanks to therapy, more in touch and concerned with my emotional well-being, I find that I cannot watch, at least not for very long. While my brain can absorb a great deal of information, my body has limits and can't compartmentalize witnessed suffering. I can have a physical reaction to witnessing suffering, this on a a small or a large scale. Whenever a baby girl or a small girl had an illness, my stomach would be flipping over and over. This also now happens with my husband, who's a grown-ass man, obviously. Still, watching him hurt creates all sorts of inner discomfort. Not even sure how in the world I was going to be a nurse, which was that early childhood career goal. Instead, I settled for a career that would compel me to deal with psychic and emotional wounds. I have this ability to tune into that without physical discomfort. I guess we all have our particular and unique wiring. I find on this day, at this time, my emotional well is full. I am happy, sad, hopeful, and proud, ever the proud mommy. Mostly, though, I'm grateful. Grateful that I can give voice to all of these feelings, that I can stand unapologetically in all of this complexity. For the next few days, I have no capacity for fakery, just real, maybe a little raw, that I can be fully human and show up as my authentic self with my heart fully open No small feat. It's been a journey. Some of you have been along for that ride via these 40 or so Finding Faith episodes. I recognize that this is a crossing over 
moment for me. Some things are now on the back burner for sure. After months of planning, the wedding will be in my rear view. The baby girl will march down that long aisle into the newness of a new role called wife. I too, in my beautiful dress and low heeled shoes, will join hands with my love and in answer to who stands with this woman or some words to that effect will respond with we do two simple words that launch us all on a path of newness none of us have been here before no clue what comes next gotta say it's kind of exciting to think about for the next few days though I will focus on the joy. I will eventually leave the personal sorrow behind. At some point, I will re-engage with the world and do what I can in my small sphere to alleviate suffering. For now, in the next few days, we will celebrate love. Many of us will gather, and for a few hours at least, we will celebrate the human capacity for love and joy. I wish that for each of you listening. Find moments to love. Seek out joy. Celebrate. Stay safe. Stay well. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Finding Faith.